It's the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast, Episode 22, Classroom Management Like a Punk. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, commute, plan time, working from home, wherever you're at. I am Mike, Principal Extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona, and we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. So let's get our classrooms to be like a punk show, everybody. Bring your passion, your unity, and that DIY attitude to what we do. Yeah, you don't have to have had a chain wallet or the mesh suicidal tendencies flipped bill hat to, uh, to be a part of the punk rock classrooms. It's all about having that, bringing that punk rock mindset to our schools and classrooms to, uh, just make a difference in the lives of our kids. That's why right. we're here. Yeah, right. And 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 Mike, today's episode uh, on this full length episode, we're we're going to focus in on this idea of like classroom management, like a punk, right? Like yeah. you know, we we we've been we talk about we've talked a lot about these tenets of and the ethos of punk rock and how they relate to a wide variety of things. But now we want to kind of focus in on some specific things in education. And so we thought we'd talk about this idea of classroom management and how this sort of punk rock mindset can help you in this realm or how we see it help, right? Like Mike and I can't, can't claim to be experts on everything in the world of education, right? But, right. you know, no, uh, 15 years, not. you know, 15 years in the classroom, Mike's been a, uh, you know, principal and a teacher. We just want to share what we've seen and how we think what we saw in punk rock really affects how we view something like classroom management. So when we talk about this idea of classroom management, it really boils down to the idea of like creating that scene in your classroom, right? Building up that crew of kids, that relationship with those crew of kids. And then the idea of like giving kids that DIY power to kind of create the rules, the protocols and help regulate the classroom. Like we see at punk shows, right? This idea of like, when you think about it, it was the kids who put on the show, right? They're the ones yeah. who set it up. They're the ones, Robert, it, like I, the amount of shows I've been to at like VFW halls and, you know, local like community town halls and stuff like that. Coffee shops, right. garages. Right, backyards, right? And it's right. not, it's not, you know, there's not any fancy security guard. There's not a metal detector. There's not all this stuff there. It was really about the kids creating what the what the vision of that show is going to be what the scene of that show is going to be and then making it happen together right like relying on each other to have right. the best pause you know the best posse scene you could have and it was based on what kids did right it was based on the kids running it yeah so i want to start mike i want to ask you about you know let, let's let's run with this concept about about punk rock classroom management and how do you think creating a scene and building that classroom crew, how does that help with classroom management? Yeah, well, you definitely, you have to have the scene, you know, because from when I was a teacher, you know, I made the mistake my first couple of years where the kids would come in and I would have my, my rules, and that's what I called it. They were the classroom rules. And, you know, there's 20, 25 things of what they cannot do. Like right. the way it was all worded. And, you know, most, you know, going into education, most first year teachers kind of fall into that trap. Like you want to set the standard, like these are what you can't do. And as some years went on, and then when I got into administration and started getting to see all these other classrooms and different approaches to teaching, yeah, you know, I, I realized when you have that, you know, when, when they're already established, 
you establish those rules of what can't happen, it's not an inviting environment. You know, it's not, you know, it's the kids are kind of like, okay, well, this is Mr. Earnshaw's room and these are what I'm not allowed to do. And right, right. they're not going to be open. They're not going to want to collaborate. They're not going to want to like get out of that comfort zone and take risks and share when you really get into teaching. So I found like, you know, we, we talk all the time, Josh, you've yeah. got to build those relationships. And when you build those relationships, it one establishes, you know, that bond and that crew mentality that we're here together. Like I always told my students, you know, after, after I got out of that, you know, 25 rules, you know, I talked with my, my students and I taught junior high, you know, let's come up with classroom expectations together yeah. Yeah. and let's keep it simple. I don't want more than five. What are the five expectations we all expect when we're in this room? Cause this is our room together. This isn't, this isn't my classroom. This is our classroom. Right. It's like when you go to a show, like you said, this is our show. All the kids, all the, all the fans are part of it. You know what Bain says it all the time. It's for the kids. Right. Right. Danny, Danny Papa said it when we had him on a couple weeks ago. It's, it's, this is for the kids. Right. So what do we all expect? Not rules. What are our expectations? Um, yeah. I, I like flipping it that way. That idea of like, what are we expecting from each other? Like, what do right. we need? What do we need to be successful in this classroom? And it should all be of us. right. All of us to be successful in this classroom. Not, you know, what are the things I don't want you to do? What are the things that are going to make me angry as right. the, as the authority figure in that classroom, that like just rephrasing it in that way of like, what do we expect of each other? That's and, a totally different way know, to look at you, it. When you, when we started doing that, and that's what I kind of started telling the staff that I work with, you know, what are your expectations? <clears throat> and I go, you can create them with, with your students. You can re- even your kindergartners, because they have expectations of what they want from you as a teacher and what they want from right. other, their fellow fellow peers. But when you do that and you build that crew, these unwritten rules, these unwritten expectations that are just, they just kind of fall in place. And I found that when we would have our basic, sometimes we only had three expectations and they were kind of, they were broad and specific at the same time. But it, it, it covered enough where now, because we have this crew mentality, we built that relationship. This yeah. is our space together. Those unwritten rules were just there. And then the kids, you know, would help to self-monitor. Like you said in the pit, you know, like I, I think all the time, we've all been to those shows where there's there's a guy in the pit who's mr <laughs> tough is joe tough guy you know yeah, yeah and i'll never forget this one we were we were at warp tour finch was on stage playing and there was this guy he had cam i'm not I, I still remember what he was wearing he had camo shorts on like converse high tops no shirt you know kind of muscular but not really and he was tall he's probably about six feet tall and he's just walking around and he's literally, you know, the pit starts to kind of separate because he's just taking kids and grabbing them and throwing them to the ground. Right. Yeah. Now there's no rule book. There's no expect, you know, there's no like formal written expectations of what happens in a pit. Right. But I remember like we were kind of watching the set and my buddies and I, we, we basically went to warp through that year to see Finch. And we were like, this guy's he's ruining the show. Like he's right. ruining our experience. He's ruining our time right. with the band. And, you know, kind of like without even like communicating, 
at the same time, a lot of us just kind of went in and over now, not say overtook him, but we kind of like, were able to force our way in and just put our feet down and like do our thing where he was kind of forced out. And that's kind of what happens in the classrooms. When you got that crew mentality, if there's a kid who's, you know, maybe making some poor choices or being disruptive, it's the other kids. When you have a, a solid foundation, they're going to help. It doesn't always have to be the teacher. You know, the kids are the ones right, who are right. and like, yeah. Hey Josh, you, you got to knock it off. You're ruining our, time with whatever right. you're like doing. i can't do my group like we're trying to work as a group and you're not and, and you're not participating with us right like you you've got these sort of like you know and, and as i like as a as a high school teacher you think of like oh you know when i teach secondary it's that same thing when i work with my kids i go to say what can i do to help you be successful in this classroom and then what can we do together to right. help to help everybody in this classroom be successful, right? right? That open-ended question to start that discussion of, of what this looks like, right? And so you're right, it, building that, that DIY, sort of creating those, those procedures, those rules or, or expectations or protocols together, and even, even when you get kids who are working in a group, you go like, okay, I want you to think of like, what are the three things that are going to guide your group as you do this group project, right? right. What right. are the things you can hold each other accountable <laughs> for, right? How, how does that, how does that work for you? And, and you're right. It and, really comes down to building those relationships in that classroom, right? Like yeah. that's what we need to do. Um, and it's not just relationships between me and the students in my classroom. It's relationships no. between students together, right? We never, when I taught Josh, we never did our expectations day one. I, yeah. I, I, we would wait a week. The first week was all, you know, we did the basic procedures. Like I would teach, we, we practice getting into groups, you know, cause some, I think some teachers forget that's, I don't want to say it's a skill, but that's a procedure that if yeah. you don't practice how to get in group, but we spent so much of the whole getting to know you building the culture. And once we had that culture, all right, guys, what do we want to see? And I would have sometimes three different expectations because like you were just saying, each group's different, right? Each group right. has their own personality. So right. what worked for my first and second ELA block, block two and three, those kids might have a totally different set of expectations that's going to help us right. function. Right. So I, I remember like I would have, and I never kept them all up at the same time. I, I had to remember, and they called me out because I'm not going to lie, I forget to switch it. But sw okay, here's the next group's expectations. You know, or as we call it now in PLCs, our norms. Yeah. But every group's different. Like you need, it, it just can't be, Hey, here's what the teacher says. Here's what they are, you know? Right. Right. And, 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 you know, we're, we're so, we've talked about this, like this idea of like getting that crew together that, that you can lean on each other and you can go, Hey man, uh, I, I'm trying to get this done. You know, can we, can we chat just a little bit? I got to do this work. And you know, you, you can work that together and you can have those relationships built when we think about the idea of, of you know, the concept of, um, you know, uh, restorative justice in the classroom, right? Uh, restorative yeah. practices, restorative circles, the different ways that you can do that. And that really is based on that idea of community, right? It's based on that right. idea of, of the scene regulating itself, right? So instead of me being the person who says, hey, uh, student, you broke our expectations, we can get together as a group. And the, my class can go like, hey, man, this is, you know, when you said so-and-so in class or when you, you know, 
or maybe a younger grade where like, you know, you threw a pencil across the classroom and it hit somebody like, here's what that does, right? Right now we have to do, you know, like what's, what's the harm that you cause and how do we repair it, right? It's about taking responsibility. Right. It's about ownership of what happens in that classroom. And really the scene should act that way. The scene should be a place where we're all, we're all, we all take some responsibility for our actions in the classroom. And we're all kind of accountable to each other because really, like, like I had said, like the, the shows that we put on as, you know, in our youth and, and that are still taking place to get today and the scene that's still taking place is all about like, what are, what's the, how do we handle each other in these places, right? What are our expectations right. for each other? What do we like, how do we self-regulate all of those things? Like, how do we make sure that that happens? And if we're not focusing in on these relationships, if we're not focusing in on building that community, like you said, like start your school year, not with here are my rules. But start, how inviting is that? Right, you know? right. And start that school year with how, how you know, start that school year with building relationships, right? And, and you had mentioned it too, you know, that, that, that sort of like, let's build some community together. I did the same, I, I, I do the same thing where, um, it's a little, it was not, is, it did not happen perfectly or, or as clearly when, at, when we're in this like virtual world, right? But when I was in, you know, when we were in normal school, I would do something called Buckley Boot Camp and we would like run through some uh, communications activities to talk about how should we communicate to each other? What does it yeah. look like, you know, to work in a group together? What are your responsibilities when you're together? How do we like, and then just to get to know you stuff. So that way we all know a little bit about each other. So when we go to build those, like our classroom expectations or how we're gonna hold each other accountable or how we're gonna, you know, how we're gonna ensure that everybody's successful in class, that is easier to do when we're all together, right? That's that right. DIY mentality of like, let's build it together. Because when you build it and when you own it, you're more apt to like stick to it, right? Yes. Because it's yours. Well, it's, you know, and so we're doing, you know, our school, the teachers are here in the building. So it's nice because I get to collaborate with them and stop in and sit in their rooms um, while they're teaching virtually. All our kids are at home. Yeah. So we're using Microsoft Teams. And we've found once the kids started, because obviously over the summer, when, when the teachers and staff were practicing with it, we weren't thinking like kids. And, you know, we're using it appropriately as we should when we would do our practice meetings. Yeah. So we found with Microsoft Teams, because it's more geared for businesses, right. um, you know, if you don't, if you don't put your kids as attendees and you just put them as members, they can mute the teacher. They can, you know, start, you know, we found they can start their own private chats that we can't, we, we can't even see. They can start their own meetings where you can see two kids have started a meeting and I can go join in, but I can't stop it. I have no control over it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a big issue because you worry about like, you know, the cyberbullying and things going on at 11 o'clock at night, if they're, the kids are getting together, you know, harassing yeah. somebody. So, you know, we, there's been a big debate in our district about, you know, so we turned off the one feature, which eliminated students from starting their own videos, but that turned off the chat feature. And that's a, big issue because that's yeah. one way that the, the kids would communicate with the teachers and you know I'm on the fence because I see both sides you know from a from a liability standpoint we can't we can't 
give them a platform that they can now cyber bully because, and we know it's happening on other things, but if it's something we gave them, that's a huge liability. Um, but you know, the teachers are really want the chat back. So they just see it as the communication part. The administrators kind of see it as that. Yeah. But I said, this all comes down to classroom management. I mean, albeit you're virtual, right. there's still, there's still these expectations. And I've had a few teachers who have had a few students who started to try a chat, but they eliminated it right away because the expectation was set by them and the other students. Like that's not what we're going to do in this class in, in our classroom. The only meetings are the ones that the teacher has started and that's what you join. Yeah. And they've been very successful with that where I've seen some other staff who have not, but it's because they haven't kind of set that right. expectation down. And, you know, this whole world, whether you're virtual or you're hybrid, whatever, I mean, if kids are on the devices, you still have classroom management, you still have, we still have a community, expectations. Right. Yeah. And and you just have to set those parameters together. I mean, right. don't just say you two can't start a chat because it might just be two kids who haven't seen each other since March and they just want to talk. But if you set the parameters and the expectations of, of why right. together, the kids are going to have an understanding that it's not just it's not just, oh, that's just the teachers telling us another thing we can't do. They're trying to... Right. And I, you're right. I think it comes down to this idea of like, we're in this new world of all sorts of technology that some of us have never used before with right. classrooms that kids... That's the other thing that kids have never had to use before. So to think that like everything's going to run smoothly is, right. prob is probably a little off base. <clears throat> but at the same time, like you can't walk in with a set of rules and go like, this is how it's going to operate because there's so much unknown. Right. So we have to take the time. Like you can't go like, okay, I did it once. I'm good. I said, these are my rules. And now I'm going to cut like, now I'm going to, I'm going to bust heads whenever somebody goes against the rules. Right. Like we right. can't, we can't treat anything that way. Right. Like we've got to, we've got to be able to work together and then pause when we discover right. something's not working as a classroom. We just to, to like, and I think that's the other side of, of this, this conversation about classroom management is, is it shouldn't be a, a, and attack the kid who makes a mistake, right? No, it shouldn't be a. It shouldn't be a. You broke the rule. That's it, right? And right. and there are there are so many reasons why things happen, and there's so many unknowns in what we're doing right now. And really, if we're not building those relationships, if we're not pausing, and going, okay, everybody, this happened. I didn't expect this to happen. I didn't know that we could. You know, I didn't know that this was a possibility. So let's talk about. Let's talk about why. You know, let's talk right. about why this isn't okay. Let's talk about what this does to everybody else in class. Let's, let's talk about, you know, why I think, you know, why this might not be a good idea. And then if it's a student who's sort of going against the grain, right? If, it, if it's a student who's sort of like, here, here's the thing. Kids are kids, right? And right. we can't expect, you can't expect kids to never make a mistake and be perfect, Right. And just like, like, look, you know, as an administrator, you sit in staff meetings and I know that you see teachers in your staff meetings. I'm one of those teachers in a staff meeting who looks around and sees someone checking their email and sees somebody right. like doing their lesson planning for the next day. I've been guilty of that. I will admit we it. We all so, have. Right. So why would I, <clears throat> why would I come down so hard on a student who's making the same choice that I make when I'm given the same opportunity? Right. Well, like you said, it's 
we're, we're educators. So we need to teach our students. And I mean, and that's all fat. It's not just the curriculum, the standards, it's right. all facets of life. Like we need to prepare them for life. So you have your expectations, somebody goes against it, or if you want it, somebody breaks the rules, it's our job, not ours, the teacher, our job is the class. I think it's crucial to have your peer, the peers involved. Here's why, you know, this is not okay. Here's why, you know, this is a hindrance to, to our yeah. culture here. You know, it's, it's kind of the same way as in a ministry. Like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's things that, you know, you'll see staff do that I've seen other staff members call people out like, Hey, look, you know, that's kind of not the vibe we're going for here. Like, and, and it's because we have that crew mentality, that relationships are all yeah. there that you're able, you know, it's not just me harping on you. So and you've built the why you're having that meeting. Right. right. And, and right. if we're not building that why with our kids, if you're not building the, here's why I need you to not, you know, that the, here's why we all need to sort of be, be present in what we're doing right now. Right. Yeah. I always like, I always had a conversation with my kids. Like, look, I know it is the year 2020 and you have a cell phone and I have a cell phone and you're 17, 18 years old and you maybe have a job and your boss maybe texted you or, you know, you have all of these things going on in your life. And I understand that because I have things going on in my life too. Right. But if we could just all agree that when I'm giving directions or when, you know, we're, we're working in groups that you kind of kind of put that away, right? right? And there's this thing where like every kid wears you you have one earpiece in, right? right. And and I and <laughs> yeah. I talk to my kids and I go like I'm look I'm not gonna yell at you I love music so I totally understand when you're when you're working on something by yourself and we've got some work time and you want to listen to some music I get it because yeah. I feel the same way but when you have one one earbud in and you're in your group what you're telling your group is that you only care about half of what they say. Right. right. And, and I get it. Right. Like I totally understand like music is the place. Like it's the thing that, that makes you feel better. That gives you that release. I understand it and I'm not knocking it. Right. But like, here's why that might not, here's the message that you're giving to people you're working with. So it's right. not like, it's not that I think you're a terrible human being for doing it and I'm not going to yell at you about it, but let's have a conversation about why. And, and, and when we bring kids into the why, right. When we, when we create those relationships and we create that crew and we help create those, 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 the thoughts around why we regulate each other and why, why we're all in this together, you get to build that idea of like, okay, yeah, no, I like, I know that this is, this isn't the time to do that. This isn't, you know, like, you're right. right. We, we got to do this. And I have conversations with kids all the time and I'll say something to a kid and be like, you're right, Mr. Buckley, you're right. Right. And, and I go like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, let's move on then. I, I like, as a high school teacher, I have not written up a kid in years, in years, because I built those relationships in my classroom to where I can talk to a kid and I don't yell at a kid and I don't like dress a kid down in front of everybody. Right. And I also right. am not going to write him up for every little thing. I want to talk to him about it and say, let's right. make better choices. Right. Um, and that's well, a key. so true. I mean, like that relationship. Can you imagine a high school kid, 17 years old, coming into your room and, and rule, no cell phones out. 
like there's no explanation. There's no, it's just another thing. Like you're not allowed to have this. Like, and you said, it's the reality. We all have it. Right. I go to an administrator meetings. Every administrator has got their phone sitting on the table in front of them. And at least once throughout every meeting, everyone at least checks at once because you get a message or text right. or an email. So by you having that discussion, the expectation, like this is the message it sends to people when you're still listening to music and you're supposed to be collaborating. It helps them to, they, they learn. You've just taught them like, oh, that does make sense. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause it, it's a whole different message. It's just no cell phones. Yeah. It's not me trying no, to be a jerk, no earpods. right? It's, no. Not, it's not me trying to be a jerk to kids. And I, I, I try to explain like, look, look, it's not me trying to come down on you because I understand where we're all at. I know that your mom might call you or your boss might call you. So here's what I'm going to tell you. If, if something like that happens, let me know. Right. And yeah. I know that I'm dealing with older kids, so it's a little different for right. me, but like, it's, I'm going to be I like, look, everybody's going to be kind of taken out. If all of a sudden in the middle of class, you answer your phone, go, Hey, what's up? Or like, right. Hey mom. Right. Like, so if, if, if you think there's an emergency, tell me, right. right. Say, Hey, you know, my mom might call me today because so-and-so and all, and you and I have a conversation about, okay, here's, if that happens, just get up and step outside right? Give yeah. me the, give me the nod, give me the point at it and let me know. And, and we're good to go because we've built that is, relationship. And you'll know if someone's abusing it. Right. Yeah. Every day at 10 o'clock, the same kid. Right. You know, okay. Well then that's another conversation you have. Right. I mean, but by setting that, by having that relationship and setting that expectation, your kids know. And yeah, because I'm sure there's times I know I have where I've had to take a phone call, mm -hmm. you know, like, sorry guys, hold on. You know, Right. Step out. So, yeah. And, and it all comes down to that. And, and I think, you know, if we can focus on those three ideas, right. The idea of like building, building your, those relationships, getting that crew together and that scene together, um, bringing that DIY in of everybody collaborating together. And both of those things lead to a show that self-regulates itself, right. A yep. show that manages itself. And so classroom management doesn't just become your responsibility the class is built what the class is going to run like, and they can help run the class like that. And that, that's a really key part of it. Um, you know, it's interesting too. And I just thought yeah. of this, you know, some of the shows I've been to where it's been, I don't want to say out of hand, but where there, there's, there's, I don't want to say violence either, but when there's, you know, things that shouldn't be happening in a show, like there's destruction or people getting hurt. It's been the shows when there is just, a plethora of security guards or police, like when there's more than enough, because it kind of yeah. sends a message to the kids, like, we don't trust you. We don't really want you here. And then the shows where there's maybe one guy or maybe none, that's when the, the kids kind of yeah. self-regulated themselves. And even the band on stage, if they see something like, hey, you know, we've all been to shows where the band calls out, hey, this guy's being a jerk, you know, and they probably don't say jerk, but this guy's being a jerk. And they get called out and like everyone, you know, it, it kind of stops, but. Well, yeah. yeah, you think about that idea of like Fugazi would go like, right, there's no, we don't, there's no slam dancing at shows, right? We don't do that. So we're going to stop and we're going to write right here, right? And we're going to, we're going to let the show regulate itself and then we'll get going again. And yeah. we have to be okay with pausing class and having a discussion about what's going on. Right. And, and going like, and here's why this is disruptive. And here's what those actions do. Let's talk about it. Right. Right. What can we do differently? I'll do that with my kids. We'll go like, okay, I put you guys in groups and maybe we didn't talk about, 
you know, how this should all work. So let's have a conversation right now about what right. this looks like. We have to be okay with pausing the curriculum. You have to be okay with stopping the show for a second to work those things out. We can't just go like, oh, that's it. You, I'm mad at you. You suck. Get out of here, right? Like go right. to the office. Like that doesn't, that doesn't solve the problem, right? No. That doesn't, that doesn't always help. So, you know, folks, we want to thank you so much for, for tuning in. Mike and I, I'm sure, could go on and on about sort of like the, the, great topic. the, the, you know, the idea of, of building those relationships and what that has to do with classroom management, how we see that sort of the punk rock side of that. Uh, but we want to tell you our next episode. We've got a punk rock oh, collaboration. Exciting. We got a punk rock collaboration with Dave Schmidt. Is it came on the show? We recorded a little interview with him. It's going to be out next week. Uh, we're talking to we talked to him about data and testing, Ass- right? Things everybody loves. I mean, Assessment, right. right? Things everybody you, loves. You're not going to want to miss the episode. It's, it's a phenomenal episode. It was, awesome. it was a really good conversation good time. Um, about assessment. We talked a little bit about assessment in the virtual world and assessment now right. with what we're dealing with and what that looks like. So if you're having some questions, like I know that I've had like a revelation about assessment right now and, 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 you know, uh, that's been an interesting thing that's happened. Uh, but you know, we want to, you know, thank you for tuning in, check out that show next week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram on the same handles. You can find us at punk classrooms. You can find Mike at edu chef Earnshaw, and you can find me at Josh R Buckley. Yeah. And then don't forget search our hashtag hashtag punk rock classrooms. We'll have some slow chats. We got picks of the week on Tuesdays, you know, just random things that will come out throughout the week. So check the hashtag. You don't want to miss it. Josh. Yes, sir. What have you been listening to this week? Oh, you know, it's not the Punk Rock Classroom podcast if we want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so this week, um, I have tried, like, I'm, I'm attempting to run as many days in a row as possible. And so nice. for me, if it's hardcore, it's going to help me run. Like, that, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, a new album dropped today. I've been listening to the singles, waiting for it to come out. Uh, Change uh, put out an album, Closer Still, sort of a vegan straight edge hardcore band. Uh, good stuff, good energy. There's like a song, like right in the middle of it, it hits this reggae beat. It feels like nice. for, for a minute they turn into bad brains and you're like, okay, all right, I'm feeling it. And then it goes back into sort of like the hardcore aspect of it. So uh, that's a really good album. So Change Closer Still came out today. It's Friday when we're recording this. And, and that took me on my five miles this morning. Well, part of my five miles. It's a short album. <laughs> what about yep. you, sir? What are you listening to? Well, it's funny. I asked, I did five miles this morning as well. Um, but yeah, so... I'm the opposite of you. When I run, I like more kind of poppy punk. Hardcore and stuff, I'll save for like if I'm doing weights doing or something. The, doing lifting, yeah. <laughs> right. So for me, um, I've been listening to a lot of Boys Night Out. You know, I train wreck was um, my, my pick of the week this past week. And the thing about that band, if you, if, you know, you've never checked them out, like their first EP was a lot more hardcore than their second, their full length on Ferret was a lot more, they got some backlash, like kind of poppier punk with some hardcore and, you know, screams thrown in there. It wasn't screamo by any means. It was more like they said it was hardcore pop punk. And then their third album, Trainwreck, was more like a rock album. It was a concept album of a story of this guy who murders his wife and cuts his hands off. And it's, it's just, I think they're a, such an underrated band. You know, they had a couple of things after Trainwreck, um, you know, and now they're broken up, but it's just, they've changed so much, but yeah. they, but they haven't, you know, each album is its own thing. Um, but yeah, so Boys Night Out awesome, from man. Canada. Awesome. 
Uh, we want to, again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Go to the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. Check out all the show notes. You can hit the merch store there. We've got some shirts up for us. That's how you help us keep the lights on. Uh, that's, how yeah. we, we pay to, that's how we pay to host the, the show and the website. So we appreciate any, any support that we get. Uh, whether it's a share, a like, a follow, or you know, uh, or making that uh, buying yourself a sweet shirt from the store, supporting the local scene, we appreciate it. And uh, Mike and I will see you at the at show. The show. One night.